Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Mike for Success. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, we're planning on bringing out an episode every single week. We got our mojo on. We got got a lot of people DMing, actually asking us to get some cool people on, and we want to help you guys out and hopefully get your wishes come true in the future. But today's show, we got a special guest that if you live in LA and you understand the grind, you'll understand how everything is put together and how the show works. And we got Sharuk Pithawala in the house today. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome. And the people who don't know who Sharuk is, he's a promoter, a creator, a businessman, a networker, a DJ, a music producer. He does everything. And we're going to talk about all that fun stuff today. He's blown up on TikTok. He's hit over 700K and going above. Um, he is one amazing guy that if you are looking to make it in media and in the world, this guy is the person to talk to and listen to. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Hey, no problem. No problem. So let's say you your background, you start off. You, I mean, I know you go to SC where I graduated from. Let's take it back to where'd you grow up? Uh, where are you from? So, I, um, so uh, I was born in a race in Arcadia. Um, my whole life I was uh, growing up there. Um, so um, at first I didn't really like know what to do necessarily at first when I, when I was growing up. And like, I've always envisioned like, like being famous. I just don't know how I wanted to be famous, you know? So then, but that was like way before like probably even YouTube was around. And so um, my family's from New Delhi. Uh, I have two brothers and two sisters. Um, and um, just just growing up, my parents were always, um, I was, I'd grown up in a rich background. So it was like kind of, I kind of had an easy life growing up. I still do, but um, I, had to, I had to still work and find a way to make money and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but that was my decision on how I want to make my own money because I didn't really want to stick to a nine to five route. So then I just searched up a couple of videos of like how to like make money at first or like just become famous. And that pretty much, that's how my fame really started at TikTok uh, was just that me like just go. Cause when I first found out about TikTok, uh, my friends referred me to it because they said I should grow uh, a following there. Because right. like, at first, like the hype is the hype is about like it blows like people up fast and turns teas into influencers. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out. So I just pull, I just pulled up my phone and I just downloaded TikTok and I just scrolled like on the for you page, see like a lot of posts going viral. And that was like when TikTok was at its um, it's still at its peak, but that's when TikTok was at its uh its core where um, Charlie was. Um, getting blown up and then Addison was getting blown up to my, my like a super influencer status and then that's where I was just uh, playing around with TikTok and um, just fidgeting with it trying to figure out how to use it and, and stuff so I just went on YouTube and, and figured um, how to actually use it right and, and take me through the first time that you went that, that you went viral because your very first TikTok you blew it up. What, 21 million, I think? I think that's what it was. Take me through the process on what that was like to go viral and realizing that you actually had something special that you can probably promote every single day and make content that people would actually like. Yeah, definitely. So um, so uh, I was doing uh, uh, some drive-through skits, some drive-through pranks and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so basically, I just started, well, I treated TikTok as if it was YouTube. So I edited my own videos, like with subtitles and all that sort of stuff, just like make it like unique because I realized that um, a lot of people that use TikTok, they don't really stand up video wise because all most of these videos are just them using TikTok effects, TikTok filters, especially the TikTok text like that everyone uses. I use it differently. I just use subtitles in my videos and crop my videos. Right. And just make it unique in a sort of way, you know, just like so that people, so that it creates like a hook, a video hook. So how I started posting, how my video went viral was that I posted, I had a, I had a rank of, I had like a, a, a lot of videos in my catalog on my camera roll that was just ready to be put out. And so then 
posted one video. Um, I posted six videos the same thing. And the last video was the last video of the day was that one that went viral. So I went one video and then two hours after I uh, posted another video and then two hours after third video and then so on and so forth. And then I hit the sixth video. And then the sixth video I posted it was at 11 p.m. And then it got around, I remember seeing it at one in the morning and it just had like around 30K like views and stuff like that. So I was like, oh shit, like that's like, cause I never really had like 30 views on any video or or just any other project before. Right. So that, and then I woke up the next morning at around, I woke up at 12 p.m. because I slept late. So then I woke up at 12 p.m., checked my snap, all of a sudden people saw me on the For You page, they showed me a picture on Instagram, people showed me a picture, and then I checked on on TikTok, and it already had 4. like 4.5, 4.6 million views, something like that. I was like, damn, I was like, what? And I, I thought I was just gonna keep blowing up for a second. That's what I thought because I was already at 30.4K followers. I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like am I gonna am I gonna keep blowing up to like a million? And then and then it just like kept going and going, and then I just kept refreshing, refreshing, refreshing the notifications too. And I just like got a lot of notifications popped up on the top of my phone. I was like, what the hell? TikTok really blows people up like that? But at, <laughs> but at first, like it originally it it was hard for people to blow up. But I thought that it could blow anyone up, but it can only blow up like it's most of it is just depending on the look and like the content you create. And so I just happen to have that, that, that spark, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that spark. Make and for people that don't know what the video was, what, what was your category? Like what'd you make? I know you did a lot of videos from the very beginning, um, drive through and yeah. give employees money. Take me through that. So, uh, so basically my category is, uh, my niche is drive throughs so basically how I went viral was that I just kept posting. I realized that I just kept posting the same content, I guess, which was drive throughs Cause apparently like on TikTok, like, uh, the only, the other way you'll go viral is if you like, just, um, post the videos around your niche and like, you know, just, uh, you just have to find your niche and just post the best content around it. So that's what happened for me. And drive through was like a super unique thing in TikTok because everyone else would just do like skits or dancing or, or POVs, point of views, and just mine was like just unique all around. So uh, I think that's what went viral. And then uh, my followers just kept going up. It went to 100K in a day. I was like so surprised. Like I just, I started getting like, just like um, just DMs like from random people and some influencers saying it was funny and all that sort of stuff. And then um, these these pages, Puberty and Funny Hood Vids, they posted me on the same day. I was like, is this, is, it basically felt like overnight success in a way, you know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to get 100K on any platform in a day, especially. Right. And, you know, I, I experienced that and I know how it feels because I thought I was going to blow up to a million because it just kept blowing up. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, how, yeah. how, how about you? How about you take me through this? Because I saw for a, couple, a lot of the videos, you were giving what ten thousand dollars away, ten thousand, ten thousand dollars. A lot of people would be, why would someone give ten thousand dollars away of their own money to help someone? Which, especially uh, college kids and people that are just graduated, like we don't have that a lot of money in our lives to give away like that. But take me through the process of giving that money away. I know you did a bunch of stuff beforehand that we will get into the LA nightlife, but $10,000, why $10,000 a giveaway? So basically the reason why I do this is because I just wanted to be generous because uh, on people on TikTok, like a lot of people were showing me just tremendous amount of love and on TikTok, because like, uh, obviously I wouldn't be here without uh, the people following me and my, and my fans and all that sort of stuff. So like, they just really got me to this point where I started getting like brands and like, and like, and like making money on, on TikTok, which is like my third source of income. Cause I make money from insomniac and DJing. So, okay. um, so I just wanted to, at first I wanted to give out 10,000 for the video because I wanted to show people 
uh, how generous I was and how kind I was because 10,000 is like, like how many people do you see, how many people do you see giving 10,000 to like anyone, especially like a homeless person, like rarely see that. Probably only David Dobrik is the only one that gives away that much money. Well, exactly. My point is that um, just um, just seeing like Mr. Beast and David Dobrik do that kind of stuff, you know, I want kind of want to replicate like them as well because you know they're they're famous for a reason, you know, and I want to be and I want to be famous for uh, just just being a generous man and just like you know giving out uh, as well as making like really funny and productive videos that people want to see because uh, my process of making a video is, is how, how, what, what do I want to watch? You feel me? Like what do I want to see on YouTube? Right. You know? And then, and then I just I just think that through my head and like okay, the video I made is what people want to see on YouTube, and the video I, I made is not what people I would want to see on YouTube. So I would just just scratch that out and just try again because if I get like a vague reaction or no reaction at all, then people wouldn't want to see. You know, they'll just skip through my for you page, and that's what I learned because uh, like a long time ago, I had a YouTube it was it it was around like. 480 subscribers not it was solo and that was that was like in 2007 like i was just making a bunch of random vlogs kind of like david over and then but my my vlog was like so much worse you know you wouldn't even want to watch it <laughs> right but, yeah, but how, how about we move on to insomniac yeah. i know what that is i'm from la i have a lot of friends that do work with a lot of the promoters there that's yeah. where your side hustle that's where in college you made yourself a name was busting out probably the best sales. Take me through Insomniac and what you do on a daily basis, if you still do it, I'm not sure, but take oh, me yeah. through, what is the life of working for a company like that? Um, to be honest, I think, it's, I think it's the weirdest company that I've worked with, to be honest. Uh, I used to work at like a few fast foods. I used to work at Raising Cane's and then I used to work at Subway uh, in high school. Um, hated those jobs, quit it. I quit raising canes in like two weeks, quit selling for <laughs> at least you got free chicken. Yeah, I know it is weird, but I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't really with the nine to five, but then I worked at raising canes again to save up my money for DJing equipment and all that sort of stuff. So I did, uh, for the summer. Um, but, um, uh, for insomniac, uh, take me, take me through what you do on like a daily basis because. You, you got to have the hustle to do that job. And I know what you did and networking and, and connecting, connecting with influencers and celebrities and even people like your friends hitting you up saying, yo, get me into a party for free. Like take me through the hustle and the grind of what you have to do to make relationships. And So my, my job for Insomniac is to just uh, primarily promote events. So I do that you know, on their Instagram. So I promote on their Instagram page. Um, and then I promote on their website. You know, I do media. Sometimes I take over someone's shift if they're sick and do like media coverage or like merchandise or, you know, just help them with uh, graphic designing. And then um, I just do like a lot of other stuff for Insomniac. It just depends on what what um, position they want me to take over. If someone's like, because Insomniac is a very um prestige like serious job and you know people have to be on their a game you know they have to do what they got to do at the right times and you know they just can't miss out and if they do they'll just have we have like a huge like division so we have a lot of team members working for insomniac so even if someone's sick you know they'll they'll just pick uh someone else to take over their spot and we'll just we'll just do it like that and but you know but it just depends on the position because uh, I can't really do all positions. There, there's chore, there's choreography. There's the people do the trailers. You know, people do the screens, and you know, festival coverages and graphic design, photography, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I'm just doing the promotion. That's like the easy position because all you really have to do is just promote, and and just promote and just make sure you they they give us a time to post on Instagram. Those are the peak times where most of their followers see their post the most. Usually I would post around like like 7 p.m. on Mondays or um, on Sundays, post that around like 12 p.m. because everyone sleeps on Sundays and stuff like that. They, they sleep in and stuff. So I just post at 12 or 1 a.m. on or 1 p.m. on Sundays. Okay. You know, it's it's just alternative back and forth. It's, it's, it's just how the followers react to the post and how much engagement it gets. Right. And 
So, something I've always wanted to know. I mean, in Vegas, I have a couple friends that promote in Vegas, and I still don't understand how you get what ten guys and forty girls in. But how come getting everyone in for free actually benefits you on making sales for the company? Take me through a promoter's mindset on. 10 guys and 50 girls get into a club, but where does the money come from? Is the club's banking on alcohol and getting all those sales from? Uh, well, the money, the money that, that, that they pay me, that Insomniac pays me, is just mostly through, um, it's just primarily due like ticket sales and just promotion because I do do ticket sales too. Like I have an email list of people who subscribe to Insomniac. So whenever, so whenever they're subscribed, they'll get like, all the emails and newsletters from um, Insomniac, like once the next festival or once EDC coming or buy your tickets to EDC. And then usually like Insomniac gives me a link to, uh, for people to access my link. So if they buy through me, then I get um, around 40 to uh, 30 to 40% of the, of the ticket sales and then most of them goes through Insomniac. So it's, it's, a, really, it's a really cool process because uh, you're just making money off ticket sales and not just making money off, um, you know, just working for somebody uh, for like a boss or something like that, where he just pays you minimum wage, like ticket sales, like people just pay with their own money. So it's a business. You feel me? Right. Business, like obviously businesses make like the amount of money they want rather than just a nine to five job. So I think it's like a really cool um, way to also make money too, as well as the promotion side of it too. Right. And take me through your relationship with David Dobrik, because I know you have a very good relationship. Um, he's come to SC to a bunch of parties, and I know you are the connector person of that. But take me through the the relationship that you guys have. Where did you meet him? How did it all start off? Uh, so I met him. I met him with uh, from a friend that used to edit his videos, and then um, and then after that, uh, like he didn't really recognize me for a second. So then we met like. The second and third time and then uh he just he just remember remember me and it automatically clipped in his head be, he's like oh that's the guy and then uh, after that we just, we just exchanged numbers but he gave me his business number so he has like a business number and a personal number so i have his business number and then sometimes like i just contact him for business like if he if he wants to shoot like vlogs i do and see like he'll hit me up and and like just and like just i'll tell him to come through and stuff because he knows that i know when when the parties are happening and when these events are happening so and then he, he, sometimes he'll decide to not come or and sometimes he'll decide to come so uh, it just depends on the schedule uh but he does he does most of the time come with comes with vlog squad because you know he mostly films with vlog squad and then so and then so after the process of him coming is just like sometimes he'll just stay in his tesla and then just and then just wait and then just wait till people like spread out because he doesn't want people bombarding him as soon as he comes out the Tesla. Like, you know that you know how celebrities are like once they come out and everyone just crowds up on them and, and just like ask for a picture and, and like you know all that sort of stuff. So um, and then and then as soon as he just comes in like he's just vlogging and so is Dom, Dirty Dom, and just and just um, they're just having a good time and you know. And that's that's what they want to do. Just have a good time and vlog. That's how that's how they're about. Basically, they just they just log like the randomest moments, and then sometimes they'll just cut out clips and see which the key clips, and then they'll just post them on YouTube, right? And edit them and post them on YouTube. So that's that. Do you have any other relationships with notable media stars out there through work and through everything that you've done that you make connections with? Yeah, I have a relationship with some of the team 10 members i did a video with jake paul recently on his video uh, it was for a dog skate it was super funny because we we just pranked him uh doing uh uh so he basically wanted the dog to be with thor so then we and then he wanted like a specific dog so we got so we 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 got what he needs but then like we pranked him with a completely different dog so then he just got mad and I was like, and, but that was his manager's plan. So, uh, Jake wasn't in on it. He didn't even know about the situation. So we just decided to prank him and it was for the video. It was for the views. It was for the content. So that's what they do. They just prank each other. And it, it, it gets a lot of views. So that's what they're about. Right. And what about when you guys film those videos, what do you take part in? What do you, what's your job and mission when you were with these people doing their videos with them? Well, they just, well, they just, uh, well, well they hit on my friend, uh, they hit up my other friend for for the dog because they really liked his his dog. 
but then it turns out it wasn't actually his dogs. So basically what we, what we do is just, we just have to act in the video a certain way. There's no like core job or, or like what's, how we have to act. So he, they just tell us how to act and then we just act through it basically. Cause it's yeah. their video, so they want us to act a certain way. So we just do it, you know? Right. Now let's get into the fun stuff because I'm a producer and I know you produce. I know you DJ. Take me through what is your music? What do you make? Um, what is your goal with it and everything that you do with your music production? So for DJing is what I first started off to get my name around. So for DJing, uh, how I came about is um, my friend would always just used to DJ. Uh, his name is Brev. Shout out to DJ Brev. He taught me a lot on how to DJ and, you know, the aspects of it and how to use certain stuff. And then most what of the software do you use? I use Serato. Oh, DJ cool, cool. DJ and Serato DJ Pro. Mostly Serato DJ Pro because it's a pro, you know. But <laughs> um, I just used to, uh, I just uh, bought a board because I really like DJing. And just the way he, my friend, transitioned to like song, songs was was what got me like, like just quick, just quick my mind that oh I wanted to DJ, and then so I bought a board, costed like I bought like an expensive board to start off with. It was like five five hundred ninety nine dollars. Good investment. You never know what's gonna happen with that. Yeah, exactly. Like most most people when they start out, they would just buy like a basic new mark board or just like something that's like one ninety nine or hundred ninety nine dollars. So then I bought that, and then. As soon as I got that, I start. Of course, I just started like playing around with it before I go on YouTube and watch videos because I wanted to see like how cool it is. And then I sucked at first. I was, I was total ass. Um, so then I started watching YouTube videos. YouTube University got to learn how to do everything on there. Exactly. Yeah. No, YouTube is so helpful. Like YouTube is like the greatest to tool for tutorials if you want to learn anything. So I just went on YouTube and then. Uh, I started um, just getting down one category by one, like the transitions, and then the scratching, and then after after I finished the way the way I was learning was okay. I got to get one aspect right. Once I master that as aspect, then I got to get another aspect right, and then I master that and just I keep going. So then started off from scratching because I really like scratching. So I started scratching, got better at it. Transitions, you know, looping and just switching songs after songs and you know, putting in hot cues and stuff like that. And just like EQs and like all those other stuff. What was, the first, what, what was the first song that you mixed that made you really think, well, I'm actually getting really good at this and people are noticing my music? Did any media stars or anyone that you were connected with come to you and say, hey, your stuff's actually really good. You need to keep this going? Like any, like any famous people or any artists, any friends, anyone that's in the industry that. Uh, damn, I do not remember because this was like two years ago. Well, okay, well, technically, my friends came over, my two friends, my two buddies from high school. Um, this was like two years ago, and then just I was just mixing EDM, and then and then I started scratching hip hop, and then when I scratched hip hop. They was just like jamming and all that. They 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 said they said damn, they said they said your transitions are smooth. I see you. And like all this all this like all those uh, catchy compliments that I got, just a little compliments. And then like at the end of the of the session, um, they were like, "Yo, why don't you DJ for uh, for my friend's party?" And 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 then then he said he was looking for he was looking for a DJ to party. And then I was like super nervous because I didn't want to like fuck up. <laughs> First time DJing, you know how that might go. Exactly. So I was like stops and party stops and you're like, I don't know what's going on. That's what I'm saying. So I was like one weekend of doing that. And then I was like one weekend. And then, uh, and then I said, yes. But when I said, yes, I knew I had to practice like, like, like crazy. I can't, I couldn't fuck up. And then when that party came, it was that following Friday and then I was DJing and guess what? I did fuck up. <laughs> I, pressed, I pressed the wrong button, music stopped. It was, and everyone was just like, where's the music? Where's the music? 
was like, oh, like, how do I do this? And then I was just like so nervous. It just took me like five minutes until like someone got up and just, and just fixed it for me. So I was able to DJ again. And then like, that was like, that was like super embarrassing for me at the time. I was like, damn. Yeah, how about we talk about that for a second? I mean, a lot of a lot of kids out there, young kids who I'd say probably once you get into college, everyone starts wanting to be a DJ because that's just what frat parties do to you. But um, before that, when kids want to perform in front of people, it's a lot different than performing in front of your friends. The first time performing in front of an audience that you don't know, everyone goes through that fear of I, what if I mess up? My friend Tristan performed at Coachella, and he said he messed up a couple times, but still. Take me through the mindset of what you learned actually going through that and messing up. And if you had to teach kids about how, how to handle the problem when it happens to be professional about it. Definitely. So um, the way I handled that situation uh, was I was, I was a little bit comfortable performing with my friends, but I was not like comfortable at all performing with a lot of people. But I eventually got over that because I just like kept practicing and like, and just, I just kept watching more YouTube videos of like how to not mess up on DJing. And like just kept searching and stuff because I really did not want to fail. And then, and then in general, it just came with like just just consistency and always practicing. So what I did was, I just isolated myself in in my room and I would just, I would just practice for like for like six to seven hours a day, like literally like six to seven hours a day because I knew if I wanted to be successful DJ, you know, I just I just got to be consistent and just put the work in and put the hours in because I knew. I knew I was a beginner at, at that time, so I was like, "Or oh, you know what? I just gotta like keep getting better." Now I know the now I know the the, the buttons, but now I gotta know not not to mess up, and that just came with practice and consistency. And then right. when that time, and then when that time came uh, in July, I got booked to DJ at a local night market in my in my city. It's called the Six or Six Night Market. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of Six or Six Night Market? I have it's not. Like, it's like OC Night Market, if you heard of OC Night Market, except it's... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's, just, it's just the same thing with different cities. So, uh, just got a, just got an email from them um, saying... Because my friend referred me to them uh, for some reason. Uh, and then they just got in contact with me. And they said, uh, a friend referred me to, he said, you were a really good DJ. But in reality, I wasn't really a really, really good DJ back then. But my, I guess my friends were just gassing me up. And then... <laughs> And then uh, they hit me oh, up. Yeah. They hit me up saying, "Would you like to DJ at the night market?" So yeah, you know, I, I I'd be down. You know, why not? And then by the time I was just by the time I was already like still practicing for six to seven hours, so I, I got like that hang of everything and all that sort of stuff. But I was still like a little bit nervous because at that time the six to six there was like a, like at that time there was like thousands of people that came to to see me. I was like. Yeah, bro. Cause, cause, um, when that time came, when I went up the stage, I just saw like a bunch of crowd. I just saw like a huge crowd, and I was like, I was like, all right, I really cannot fuck up this time. <laughs> I was right. like, I fuck up this time. But I, f it felt like I was DJing at like EDC for a second because it was a lot of people. Like, and that was like my second like performance. So I was like, damn, you know, I, mean, I can't fuck up, you know. So I was just really focusing, like I was really in on it. And then, but that didn't, but without the practice and consistency, I would just be as nervous, but I just, I was just so comfortable with DJing in the public all of a sudden, because now I know everything and now I know not to mess up. So then, so then when I DJ, it was just like, it was just like an unreal, like it was just a crazy atmosphere of like people just jumping and getting lit and, you know, just turning up and, you know, right. just, just the feeling of being in, in, in that stage, like, like the ground was shaking, like in all sorts of stuff. So I felt like I was, I feel like I was DJing like an actual festival for a second and it was just crazy and real. It was like a really great experience. And yeah. I think good thing I didn't fuck up because if I did, I would just be so nervous. <laughs> I would just be like, nope, you, you did not see that. And then- hey, You need those times to mess up to learn. That's how everyone learns and that's how everyone gets better. Exactly. It, it, you, you, can't, you can't be successful without failing. That's, that's just the reality of it. Like, and you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be successful without failing because if you be successful without failing, then you don't know you're just successful, but you don't, you don't know how to be successful. Does that make sense? It's like, you got lucky being successful. It's, it's like you blow up in your one hit wonder because you right. don't know how to manage your fame, right. you know? And like, you know, that's what happens. Like rappers, P 
people really fall off, like especially like musicians and all, all those sorts of people is that they blow up too fast and then and then they don't know what to do with that fame because they blow up too fast to know what's going on. So then they just fall down. You know, so you got to know how to, you know, manage your audience. You got to post more. You got to uh, create more. You got to do more. You got to perform more. You know, you got to do all those sorts of stuff to stay relevant because you're hard right now. So you got to, that's, that's the same thing with TikTok. Like when, when I blew up, I didn't even think about doing TikTok at first because um, like I knew it would take like a lot of work, but it, I had to anyway. But once I blew up to 100K in a day, I was like, all right, I just, I got to, I got to take that chance, you know, I just got to keep going. I just got to, I have to post, like I have to post like five times a day, you know. Right. Have, have you thought about posting or making a TikTok channel that has your music on it and reposting all your stuff that you make? Yeah, or I was, I was, really, make it? I was really thinking about it like for a little bit, but that was like too soon because I've, I've already blown up. All right. So let's actually talk about that really quick. What are your thoughts about how you've said you've blown up with a people portraying you in this way, but you also have your music side. How do you transition from your comedy skits and the stuff that you're known for on TikTok to then sending music out and people, you know, understanding that that's your original music and to respect you on it? Because you yeah. see a lot of social media stars, they're famous, but the second they get every single social media star gets in the, you know, gets in the music somehow, singing, production, and the f- first time they release something, people don't respect them because they look at them as, you know, a model a or this or that. A different side a different side of famous yeah like a different position like exactly like so the way so the way i would i would have to perceive music is because i know a lot i know majority of my fans like me for my content like for the content i make and not for music because if if i just post something completely music related you're gonna be like oh i'm like what what why is he posting music like so like i kind of have to get get them used to it you know but like i'm not gonna start that now because uh at a certain point in time, I'm going to I'm going to eventually post my music, and that's when I get to like like three million followers on TikTok. Right. Or like that you know, like like the the big the, like the big dogs, you know, like the big people. Right. And because and I'm still growing really quick, and, and no doubt I'm gonna hit like a million before like August because the way that I'm growing right now is just like crazy fast. Like I didn't even think like I I literally just like the people I watched on TikTok before I was making videos were the people that like I not look up to, but I just watch them on the daily. So, I mean, you can kind of say look up to at the moment because I was just watching their videos like consistently, but then like, I just surpassed them like, like crazy. I, was right. just, like, damn, I just surpassed like the person I look up to like each and each, each time. And I was just like, it's like, it's like, it's like, would I ever get to that point where I was like at 800 K? Like, cause I would never imagine that. Right. It's right here. What would your advice be for kids trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do, trying to establish themselves with another brand that they're also represented as, as you in music, what's your marketing and uh, plan for that? Because you know a lot about marketing, you know a lot about social media and for someone having, let's say a comedy brand and coming out with music, let's say that was me. How do I turn my fans into thinking to respect me on the music side? through the marketing and social media, do you say post every day of your music content if you were that person? Or would you say make a new channel? Like what's your marketing social? Well, it, de- well it depends. So I would, I would not make a new channel if you're already blowing up on the comedy side because uh, you, you, you already got there at that point with your following. So you, you, you might as well, so you don't, have, you, you don't need to waste your energy into making a new account and making music because you still need to prioritize that account because now you're blowing up. So basically what I would do is when you have a, a huge following like that and you want to switch off content, it's not really, it's not really recommended of course, because like, obviously there's some downs and there's some ups, but there's going to be more ups later on coming through. But I would just say, just post like two, two videos of music and just two videos of like the comedy skits, like just even out your, your channel so that people can get, can get used to what you're trying to transition into, you know? Right. So, so for me, I'm not doing that quite yet because I want to, cause I love making the videos that I'm making now with TikTok. So I want to keep doing that, but I, I'm still having a plan in mind for music and transitions like those do work because I know that little like rappers, like Lil pump, you know, Lil pump blew up off Twitter off 
like crashing the horse. And then the next thing you know, he posts music the next month or so. And he just, he just got momentum from there, from the Twitter, from the Twitter aspect of it. You know, it's like, you gotta, it's like when you go viral, like you gotta flip it in, in a way, you know what I'm saying? If, if you automatically blow up at whatever, like whether it's, a, whether it's like a random video of like, of like someone confronting you, an officer like just trying to yell at you and that blows up, like you gotta, you gotta flip it. You gotta make content that you like because now you're getting, you're getting that audience and you gotta utilize that audience to a certain to a certain way, you know. So you can't just you can't just blow up and then and then just stop posting, you know. That's right. it's, it's, it's that's literally like committing suicide, you know, in a way almost. Because like, if you really want to become famous, and then all of a sudden you shot up to three hundred three hundred k followers, and then you stop, it's like, bro, you you just got that. You, you literally just got that from nothing, you know. Like you know how hard it is to gain like. 300k followers in like even like three months four months it's hard. super hard it's like super hard you know and i and i feel everyone's pain because you know even myself i've tried to grow a following on youtube and i would just post like every day and then i went and then i, I ended up at 480 followers i mean 480 subscribers i just deleted my youtube channel because i was like damn man it's just hard right see i think um, what i've learned from everything is content is content like exactly. i might have a bad podcast here that's that's great. That's just one out of a thousand I'm going to make. You make one bad video, you have one bad song. I've made 15 production songs that are already done. And I think maybe four of them are good that are worthy of showing people like everything you're going to make isn't going to be perfect. And I think what people need to understand is when it comes hard, you just need to push through it and keep making. The more content you make, you go to any YouTuber that's ginormous. They go, you go to their first video. It's awful. It's bad quality. It's not well-produced. It's that's life. Yeah, that's 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 the reality, and and this is what people this is what people don't realize is that every every, every video of every creator is is bad, regardless, literally regardless. Like you know, my my YouTube video was bad. Like the very first video I posted ever on social media was bad, complete shit. Went zero views, straight five videos. I think it was zero views. Ten videos, zero views. You know, because I was posting really bad. Like I just posted something nobody wants to watch. Like it, it may have gotten like a hundred views in like seven months but that's uh that's not like the progress that i want to go through so you know it's it's either you got to make your content good or you just got to be consistent when after you make your content good and you know you're gonna have to do both because that's the only way you're gonna grow you know you're just gonna have you're gonna have some bad content and you're gonna have some good content and you know the reality is you just got to keep pushing because you know you should never be satisfied with how many followers you have or how many subscribers you have because you always got to keep pushing you know even justin bieber and Drake, they have so many followers, like they're established now, but they still keep going and they still post, they still post music, you know? And, right. you know, and I keep climbing the mountain. And that's all. Never, you never get to the top of the mountain. You just keep going. You just got Yeah. You just got you. And, and that's, and that's the reality of, and that's the reality of uh, just being famous and, you know, just being established is that you always want to strive for more and you always got to be hungry for more. Like I know my mentality uh, my mentality of, of how I come about it that's different than others is that my mentality was I didn't want to work for someone else. You know, I didn't want to work a nine to five. So I either had to do, I, I either had to make a name for myself or just work for a job I don't like and right. not satisfied because I just, I would rather work for something that I love and spend hours on doing than just work for something and just work for him for like two, two hours a day. And that's something I don't like. And, you know, it's, it's just not me, you know? So my mentality was, I gotta, I gotta be the best version of myself. And I gotta be like, literally like the greatest content creator in the world. Like that's my mentality because your mentality is like not most important than anything else before what you do or, or what you build for yourself. It's, right. it's your like, do you want it or do you not want it? You gotta think like Mamba mentality. You just that's gotta right. be the best. And that's you want to be at the top. You want to be the greatest of all time. That's how everyone should think. And if you think that way, you'll make it. And that's why Kobe and MJ are the greatest. You know, they 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 want more, and they're never satisfied. You know, they're always striving. Like I've seen, I've seen like pages and like pictures of of like Kobe practicing at three in the morning instead of three p.m. Like he he hit up the a player hit him up and be like, Kobe, can I practice with you? And then he's and then Kobe said, Yeah, at at three, and I'll pick you up tomorrow. And then the player was like, Kobe, I thought you were supposed to pick me up at 3 p.m. I was like, he, and then he was like, no, nah, three in the morning. 
and then that that's that's the mentality here yeah, like he wanted to like just practice even no matter how early it was he just got up started shooting hoops and just kept practicing you know that's the mentality you should have in anything you feel that's why he's the greatest right and, you know a lot, like a lot of people look up to them because that's how they look up to them if they want to be successful and you know i think you got if you idolize someone that that you know that's the greatest like that's also going to help you too in a way right and the whole point of this show is for people like you to show their insights and have little kids and people wanting to be in your career path you know go the right direction and mm -hmm. i think my biggest question to you is what if you had to redo all of this all over and everything that you learned from yourself what advice would you give to a younger you even though you are young but you know a kid that's in middle school right now that wants to be creative and go your path about not working for someone about doing their own thing what career path advice would you give well my career path would be just spend lots and lots and lots and lots of time you know not you're not going to be successful if you don't put the time the more time you put in it doesn't even have to be like hard work first. Time is the biggest factor because most people like patience. And I, and I liked patience when I, at first when I was starting to grow my YouTube channel or, or just DJing at first. But then I eventually sucked it up because, you know, just watching these videos of people saying, you gotta invest in time, you gotta invest in effort, you gotta put a lot of time in. And then I was like hesitant at first because that's a lot of time, but I knew I had to change and just suck it up, you know, because that's the only way you're going to be successful. You, you have to put in like a lots of time, right? You want to be the best. You, you got to put in time and you got to put in research, research and, and work and the amount of work and research and, and just content you put in is all due to how much time to put in because right. factor in, in order to become successful. So if I were to, if I were to tell the younger me what I have to do, and, and warn myself on how to and how, how get to where I want it to be is that you just you got to put in like to sell time you know in order to in order to make it do your time do your research and right. just put in the and re, and realize that you're you're going to fail no matter what and and that shouldn't stop you that should keep you going because everyone fails you fail I fail you know everyone fails you know there's nobody's perfect you know right clearly. what about what about relationships. Cause you're someone, I think you're exactly like me on the way we think relationships is the number one key to success in my opinion. And I think you might agree with me. How important is it to have very good relationships with friends and just family and people that you meet and just people that you work with on the success of your career on how fast it can move forward. Relationships as in like connections, like just no, yeah, like just anything like for you to get to where you are today. I assume connections and relationships have helped you. Get to where you are. Relationship is the is the sh I wouldn't say it's like the number one key to succeeding. It's it's like a shortcut, you know, because you never you never know who's gonna put you on, you know. Like exa examples of like you know, Big Sean would have been the, the how big he was without Kanye West because Kanye West put him on. Same with Drake, he put on Blueface. Same with you know some other rappers. I'm not gonna go into to the rapper section, but the way I go about it is. For relationships is i just try to network with people as much as possible because that was the only way i grew so fast with djing and with insomniac because with insomniac like a friend i knew a friend that worked with that used to work with insomniac that plugged me in and then that's how i got the job and then uh you know just connections play just a huge role you know because if you want if you want to make it quick and and you know quicker than than you, you want to make it, then uh, you just gotta socialize with people that are that are big within their within your area, and you know that can like guide you the the way you want to want to go. And then so you could you could still like be successful without relationships, but like it would just take longer. I feel like because if you're just doing everything by yourself, it, it, it will take time. It it will take around a, a minimum of five. To like to not it, it just depends on how, how hard you work it, i won't really give a time estimate but it would it would take long for sure it would you, take is there anyone that you look up to anyone that is a mentor to you that you go to for advice and questions every single week and gain expertise from mm. every single week the same person i just 
I ask. Anyone. It can be like, I have five mentors between five different industries that help me with my daily routine and how I become who I am. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really ask a lot of questions. I have asked some questions, but uh, I, I did have uh, some mentors that guided me, but, but now I'm like kind of bigger than them in a way for following. Um, but they just, they just um, told me like what to expect in uh, the entertainment industry in general. And they just told me like, you gotta be on your A game. And, and the, 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 the main thing of the entertainment industry is just to stay relevant because uh, just staying relevant is so important. So that means just keep making content and keep showing yourself to people's faces and, and your brand has to be like strong and, and you just got to promote your brands because that's, that's how you're, you're unique. Your brand is your, your unique self, you know, what I'm right. saying? and then, you know, just, uh, mostly my, my advice comes from DJ, uh, DJ breath because he's, he's just taught, he just told me everything about what to expect and how to make connections and, and how to like get big and like just grow my brand and just what was advice that he gave you. If you're able to share some of that. The advice that he gave me was um, for DJ. He said, he just said the same thing. He just said, you have to, you have to work every day. And you know, if, if you really want it, you just gotta, you just gotta like put in the work and you know, because, and then, and then he, he said, sometimes you just gotta give up your friend's time. Sometimes you just gotta give up hanging out with your friends, your family, some, your, even your family. Sometimes you, sometimes you just gotta give up hanging with your family. Sometimes like, I'm not saying like, completely give up but sometimes you just gotta you have to change like your whole self if you want to because that's the only way you're going to be different and to me i just i just took it to heart and i was like i was i was so hesitant because i was like do i really want this because i hang out with a lot of my friends like i go to i go to parties and like i just hang out with them and i go out with them like every day and then i would just sleep thinking about it and then at one, at one point in the day, I was like, you know what, you know, I can always hang with my friends later. You know, why not just focus on this now and then worry about it later? Because, you know, you, you, you're always going to have friends to hang out with, but you're never going to have that job, that dream you want if you don't work for it. Right. You know, so, you know, I just said, you know what, fuck it. I just said one day, fuck it. And just spend time every day DJing. That's, 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 that's where my work that comes from. I just spend time every day DJing. And just growing and working and working and raising canes and trying to trying to build the the profit, uh, the money I have to invest in equipment and in promotion and you know just just getting placements and and you know just getting to know people and and just building connections you know right and even sacrificing myself to go to events that big people are at just to talk to them right because that's really me like I had to like put myself out there you whatever whatever i have to do to like to like make even one percent of my progress each day is that i just had to do something that was that would just benefit me from trying to build my career and i did just that that is amazing yeah that is some great advice though i have to admit anyways we're gonna move on to the very last question and we're gonna flip back into TikTok because i forgot to say this earlier but do you ever get nervous doing a video do you ever like any oh, i've watched your videos i feel like do you ever like feel like if you mess up Something bad's gonna happen, cops or anything. Like any of your oh, pranks. Oh, like the pranks. Um uh, I wasn't I wasn't really nervous. I wasn't nervous because um when I made a YouTube channel, like I built I built so much confidence around um making a YouTube channel, which was like way back then, like 2007. I was like so confident. I would film everyone, and I was, and nothing would happen. Like nothing would happen. So I, I just trusted myself. Loki, you feel me? Like right. when I was like recording, like when I, because I was vlogging, and I would just vlog my cousins, my friends, random people, and you know. But that's like that's like kind of like different because I was a little kid, so they won't, they can't really do anything to me. But like, I just had that trust in myself. So I was like, you know, like. Like, because I gained so so much confidence around YouTube, so I just it just I was just used to being confident. And right. like, it's it's just if I fuck up, like, or if a person tells me anything, it's just one person. There's like seven billion people in the world. Like, why would I have to worry about you know just a small incident from people? Right. Has a TikTok okay. ever gone wrong? 
Yes. TikTok, like in terms of upload. Quick story. Last quick story on it. What's the worst TikTok thing you've done that went completely wrong? Like that I posted or just completely you, wrong? You pr- probably could have made it five times and then you posted it, but maybe your first time or second time doing it, you just messed up big time. Oh, um, hmm, that would have to be, uh, okay. Like if you're behind the scenes, like David Dobrik filming, it was just a blooper. Like you'd be like, that was awful. I just messed that up really bad. Read it. I'm trying to figure out which video I did the most wrong on. Uh, I think it was, uh, it might've been the stolen food one because that failed like, uh, like so many times. Either the person behind us was uh, telling us what we were doing, and then we had to tell them it was like a, it was like for the video, or the employee would just snatch the food back, and and all sorts of stuff. And that took like a while. And then like the second time was when I was interviewing people, and I didn't know what questions to ask. Like, or I knew what questions to ask. I was like, how do I ask it like the right way? Because I was because I would sometimes like stutter. And then I would just get the wrong, and I would just get the uh, a weird reaction, not not a real reaction, like a vague, like like a vague reaction. Like they'll just say like no, and one, and they won't even express their reaction and or their feelings. So it's just like oh, it's it's like a bad bad video because it's not like a great reaction. I think mostly the the thing I had to try over was because the reaction wasn't great enough. Because because if it wasn't if if they're just saying like no. It's, it's good like instead of like just emphasizing and like just yelling or, or yell or giving some kind of reaction yelling laughing or being upset or like you no know, showing any any kind of feelings like it, it, it helps to rather just like being like no and just like close the door and like close the drive the door and just like leave like that wouldn't do much you know you got to get a great reaction from people in order for it because i think like the reactions is what gets the most views you know right you need their reactions yeah exactly uh, and for a second, I was thinking about branching on my content because um, because the content I I made just happened to be by luck. You know, I didn't really want, I didn't really want to do like that sort of drive through skits and all that sort of stuff. I wanted I wanted to branch it out to something else, and that's what I'm working on doing. And it's going very well with the amount of followers that I have. So I'm I'm getting there. Well, you're killing it. I'll just say that you are. You, you're only going to get better and better, just like we talked about. But I want to say thank you, Sharuk. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. For success. Uh, I'm, I hope a lot of people got great advice from you. I learned a lot, and I learned a lot about media and marketing. Uh, I hope that sparked people's minds into thinking, oh, you know, you know, I'll take his advice. You know, this is what this is what I should do in order to. This is exactly what I should do to be as successful as like me or like anyone else spoken. Right. And I want to say thank you for coming on. Um, for everyone uh, that is a fan and wants to follow you, where can they follow you on Instagram and TikTok? I know your TikTok name is a little different. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little different, but uh, I'm going to, it's a little different because I didn't think I would go, you know, it was just out of the blue. Right. What is what is your TikTok name? Jared Patel. <laughs> and then follow you on Instagram at your name? It's, it's Shrug put the wallet with two A's at the end. Everyone go give it a follow and keep up with his amazing talent that he's going for. But hope you guys had a great time listening. Um, if I love it if everyone can go follow on all the handles for Mike for Success, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. It's only going to help a lot and make more great content for you guys. But this is another great show. Thank you, Sharuk. And thank you. thank you for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Another episode of Mike for Success. Tune in out. <laughs>